Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine with Janice and Mary, the show helping you imagine and create the life you really want. Janice is a transformational coach creating sparkle in your life and a healer certified in Theta Healing Basic and Advanced DNA, Quantum Touch Levels 1 and 2, as well as a Quick Pulse Practitioner and author of the children's book, Henry's Wild Adventures, Henry and the Oranges. Mary is a visionary and spiritual intuitive who specializes in facilitating her clients to live their passion. Mary began her soul work as a teacher in the school of life after her own life met with significant tragedies that transformed her both professionally and personally. Mary launched her own company, Global Healing Solutions, to provide people with the intuitive perspective they need to overcome obstacles and truly live their dreams. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring. Today we have a wonderful guest, Sherry Harding, but I'd like to uh, introduce my beautiful and wonderful co-host, Faye Norman. Faye, how are you on this Monday? Uh, hi, Mary. Hi, everybody. I am so freaking excited. Our guest host, our guest today and I share have shared so many dreams and visions over almost a quarter of a century already it's amazing that I can even put that timeline on this so I'm so proud I'm I'm just hold on just one more second I'm so excited I can't stop I'm so proud (laughs) and excited that she's stepping outside of her box and following her dream okay Mary take it Hi. Hi. I love that. that. That's a great introduction. Hello. Oh, Sherry. Hi, everybody. I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that it's been that many years, Faye. But, yeah. Um, and thank you for inviting me to talk. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. Today we have Sherry Harding, a New Jersey resident for the past 32 years. But 19 months ago, she moved to her place in paradise, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, along with her husband and her two adult children. Her youngest Mm -hmm. child, Michelle, works at the local TV news station and has a passion for creating films. So Shari, who had watched and participated in Michelle's project, found herself, you know, yearning for her own creative outlet. So what does someone do when that happens? She decided to write a screenplay, which takes place in South Carolina in 1927 during the era of prohibition and bootlegging. Shari and Michelle have already begun the work of filming the screenplay into a short indie film called The Farmhand, anticipated uh, film completion is in August of 2018. So, you know, we ask, have, have you ever had a dream to do something and let your inner story stop you from taking a chance and creating that dream? Shari, who has no formal training as a screenwriter, has done just that, created her mind's eye dream into a reality. So please stay tuned as they uh, continues to uh, do an interview with Shari. I'm excited, Shari, to have you here, and I can't 
wait to hear what motivated you and all the other good nuggets that you're going to share with us. Back to you, Faye. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. This is cool. So, Sharon, yeah, it is. I, have to, I have to pretend I don't know anything about you. Um, yeah, so that's play, true, because you know me so well. <laughs> okay, so play along. I have to pretend along. that we're not just chatting on the phone like we do all the time. It's, okay, so play along with me here and play along with Mary, because I'm going to, Mary's going to hop in with some questions as well. All right, okay. so first and foremost, how did you find yourself moving from a job teaching nutrition in low-income urban areas to writing a screenplay? Well, I never, I, I worked, you know, teaching nutrition for Rutgers in New Jersey and Trenton, and I uh, I did that for about eight years, and, you know, that's a very dark place to be, and I just am so, you know, far away from it now. And um, when I moved, um, I moved to a, a, a nice house by a lake, and uh, I'm just very inspired by um, the creativity around me, especially my daughter Michelle, um, very shortly after we moved here, um, her coworker and a producer at the WMBF News, uh, Jack Vandertal, was um, you know approached Michelle, my daughter Michelle Harding, to uh, work on a film, and I worked with Michelle on a film in New Jersey prior to this. But Michelle was anxious to get back behind the camera, and uh, when Jack approached her with his script Among the Stars. They began filming here at my house. The, the lake is a really lovely setting, and they used um, part of the filming here at my home, and it was inspiring to watch the actors. And um, I just I just loved watching the whole creative process. And even after, like, post-production, when they were doing the editing and putting it to music, and it was amazing. I loved it. Um, and I never imagined, you know, writing anything myself. It just kind of came to me, but... Um, it was just something I found myself doing uh, when I moved to South Carolina. I didn't work. I took a job briefly, but I, I just I didn't really like doing the job, and I really just wanted to relax and take some time off. And I just never <laughs> never got back into the workforce. I just kept writing, and it took me almost a year to finish this story. Um, it started about well, it came to me about a year ago in my head, and then within eight months or so, I started to complete it. And it, I must have rewritten it about. I don't know, it seems like about 100 times. Maybe in reality, maybe 30 times. Well, I know that you've given me different variations and different copies of the screenplay itself, and I've helped yeah. with, with creative input on that as well. Um, so it has been a pretty expanded process. Yes. Um, and you said something very key there about you dreamed this. So I, yeah. I, I hear this as you received inspiration, whether you want to call it intuition, divine guidance, um, a word from God, you know, depending on how you want to relate to it, and you acted mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I never had anything. Well, honestly, I may have had many dreams over the years, but I never – uh, paid attention. I would just, you know, wake up and get out of bed and just do my thing. But, um, you know, since I moved to South Carolina, I get, I'm getting a lot of different types of dreams. And this particular one was, um, was very sad and very tragic. And what motivated me to write the story was just that it was so clear to me. Um, I had this dream. It was like, it was a year ago. It was about these people on a farm. And I was just 
watching these tragic things unfolding, and I, I, I mean, I'm up. I wasn't even in the dream myself, really, but I felt like I could have been there witnessing the story. It was from a, a man's point of view, um, and I was, you know, I, I actually felt I was there. I, I was on a farm, and I could smell the hay. I could feel the, feel the air. It was just crazy. It was, I was witnessing the whole thing. And uh, I told my daughter, Michelle, about this sort of nightmare, and she said, oh, Mom, that's really an interesting story. You should write it down. And I wrote down sort of an outline and, um, you know, because it sounded like a movie, really, because I, I felt like I was watching a movie, but I was really there. And I wrote down everything um, the way I saw it. Uh, and it's very different the way uh, the film is going to be. It's not really anything like that. I, I changed it quite a bit. But uh, the actual story is, is even sadder, I think. But, you know, it just came to me in a dream. I think a lot of writers say that, too, like... You know, you talk to other people that write, oh, yeah, I dreamed something like that, and then I wrote it out. So it's, it's, I think that's kind of the way things start. Okay. Mary, do you have anything you want to jump in with? I think that's a beautiful way to get the creativity to flow, uh, Shari. And you know what impressed me is that you stuck with it. You mentioned you wrote it over several times. It didn't start out. It kept evolving and emerging as, as your creativity flowed and you kept with it and the dream gave you an idea and you keep mentioning that it's very sad but I imagine the sadness in it must be an educational piece to spark people into realizing what's going on in the now I know this takes place in 1927 but I've read books myself and I'm sure you both have that even though things were taking place long ago it applies to us somehow in the now we pick up that book we're drawn to that book and we're learning and discovering something in the now. So your, to me, your creativity flows and evolves in, in all uh, different eras. So what do you do to allow your creativity, uh, Shari, to continue to flow and evolve? I think that's so important for people to know. How do they stay in touch with that creative flow? It's, it's really hard. It, it's, it's not easy at all, I, I, at least for me. It's just, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you feel creative. It's, it's, it's almost like a mood, you know, like you could swing and then have a c complete block, like you don't feel creative at all. You just feel like <laughs> there's nothing there, and, and that, 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 that does happen to me a lot. That's why it takes so long to write, and a lot of it I, I have to, you know, say, like, Faye was with me, and you, you need your friends, you need your family uh, to help give you some input. I'll be like, well, I don't want these people to die. What should I do? Like, what do you think? And then, you know, if I hear somebody else's point of view, it kind of triggers an inspiration there. But um, once you get uh, a spark of something, uh, it, it can continue, but then it can block. It just it, it, it goes in waves. You know, it can be very, very frustrating. It's not easy to do. Um, it. it you get a lot of opinions too from other people. Like, oh, that's people laugh at some of my writing style. That it's very campy, like, you know, sort of. Um, how do we say it? Say is like a Lifetime movie or something no, really Hallmark. campy. Hallmark. 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 Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's really goofy, but that that's me sometimes, and then other times it's just very dark and. Um, I can't believe that, you know, I'm dreaming and thinking about all these murders, you know. It's a lot of it's, um, uh, you know, pretty pretty sad, like death and things that I, I 
you know, I feel all these feelings and, um, you know, I, I think the audience are definitely going to have some feels, especially where my actors are going to portray these parts. And, the, you know, they they, uh, they all told me when they read the script, they completely um, felt the feelings that I was feeling when I wrote the story. You know, you talk about that, Faye, it reminds me a little bit of the movie Gone with the Wind. Every time I turned somewhere, something tragic was happening, something dark was happening. This was during the war, you know, all this was going on. So, Sherry, what would the takeaway be when someone closes the last page of that? What is it that they're thinking? Uh, oh, you mean in my film, my story? Um, yes. I hope that they feel that justice is served <laughs> in the end. Uh, I hope they feel that, that this is the way it should be, and that's the, the very last, I think, word that I say. Is that uh, things are as they should be? That's Back what I think. You, that you know, that. one of the things too. It's kind of like it's funny you brought that up because I I always, as a moviegoer and like you know even reading books, I, I hate when a book or story or movie leaves you hanging. I don't like to be guessing. I like to have an end. I like to have a beginning and an end. And, and I wanted this to really have a proper ending. And, and it was really difficult. I changed the ending so many times. That was the hardest part of the process of writing the screenplay. And I hate to be hanging in a movie. Like, what happened? I don't want to guess. So um, this is a short film, but it, it does have a full story, a complete story. So I hope that when uh, everyone's done watching it, they you know, they feel like, you know, it's, this is this is how it should be. Uh, although um, there there could be more to the story. There could be. Ooh, fabulous. Back to you, Faye. I'm sure you have a lot of insight. But thank you for that, uh, Sherry. It's, it's so inspiring. When I, I listen to you and yeah. the enthusiasm, I can see why you and Faye have been wonderful friends all these years. Back to you, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Sherry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're All right. We've been together a while. <laughs> so, Miss Sherry, what was your mm-hmm. muse? What was or is your muse? Mm. Uh, Alexa. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't really have, a, a, like, a human muse or any, something that uh, is a person or, or something that really does um, – act as a muse for me. It's just something, it's just a thought of of the story and how it's going. There's nothing really specifically, no one. Other than Alexa, I just tell her to play music. Music is really important to me, and, and uh, throughout this whole uh, writing of the screenplay, I had music going, and I never listened to 1920s blues before on a regular basis until now. I had it on, and it put me there. It, it put me in the mood for being back 90 years in time. Uh, I am not from South Carolina. I am not um, from the South. I am from New Jersey. I was born in New York City. I was living in New Jersey and raised my children in New Jersey. I know nothing about this area, or I really don't have a lot of education in the 1920s other than, you know, the basic stuff. I had to do a lot of research, and I think the music is the muse, you know, that puts you, you know, there, puts you in a in a place. So music is very inspiring to, to write, at least for me. Um, I had it on all the time. 
and I still do. I, I put on music, and it it depends on the mood too. Sometimes I'll change it to classic rock. <laughs> that helps too. Classic <laughs> rock puts me into my teenage time, and, and that means that uh, I could write then too, because then that's when I kept a journal, and, and one of my lead characters kept a journal, uh, which is a, a key prop in my film. Nice. So, all right. So, muse in a new form, or one that perhaps some of our listeners haven't considered before music and from the sound yeah. of that listening to your yeah. inspiration and it's just sounding like all of that is coming together and that's what's allowing your creativity to flow mary do you have any questions you'd like to kick in here oh my gosh i'm just so in awe of this and you know music is the voice of the soul and it really does start the creativity to flow so all kinds of music and that you're drawn to this era drawn to this music is very interesting. There has to be something from past lives that now has been awakened in this lifetime. So you don't actually have a conscious memory of it. But in order for you to feel pulled and drawn, a lot of times that's a past life. And a lot of times we're living in, a, in, a, in the 1800s where you know we want to make change. Maybe we couldn't make change. Everything's been tragic. And we didn't finish it in that lifetime. But you come in this lifetime and you decide... I'm going to get the story out that I couldn't make change back then. And that's, to me, what I'm feeling. But, you know, when you said you live by a, a lake, I think, I'm thinking that must be a favorite place to sit by and write and maybe even use pen and paper. What, what, how do you put your thoughts down on paper and where do you write from? The only paper I used was for the prop in, in the in the character's diary, and that that's another whole story. I mean, that, the the diary as a prop is is insane. But uh, I use a computer because um, you can erase easier, and and it it, it prompts you to write the you know uh, the different actions. It, it it sets up the format, and uh, it's using um, a pen and paper is too archaic to do something like this, like this amount. I could just erase and copy and paste and all that stuff it's so much easier to be modern but uh with pen and paper i had to go back 90 years and uh, use uh, an actual physical diary as a prop and i started writing in there like i used to do when i was a kid and i was writing these crazy stories and it was taking me um back to being myself and I was switching my writing from from being the characters to, to write the things that are happening in in the story in the film as her character and then switching back to me um being in control of her thoughts and it's pretty funny it's just it's really silly stuff I, w- I would write things and it, you know and you, I'm not erasing I didn't even have an eraser I just kept writing and writing and writing and so it was fun to do that but I, I wouldn't use um pen and paper anymore I just I just feel better with a computer. And that works? Okay. Yeah, it works for me. I like to be able to copy and paste. It's, it's a laziness. Yeah. That's okay. Mary, I yeah. love that. Mary, I love the fact that you brought up uh, a lot of this resurfa- resurfacing for Shari as past life experience or past life um, incompletions. There are a couple of the actors who are part of this work in progress, and I had the opportunity to be able to meet with them via a video call for a very brief Mm -hmm. moment in time, and they so embodied 
the characters that Shari was able to recreate from her inspiration and put it down, and they saw and they read it. And I personally felt that there was a, a soul family connection between Shari and these two actors and perhaps even um, the rest of the cast. Shari, mm-hmm. do you want to share anything about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, the the actress, I, I mean, when I first wrote the story as a, like a tiny little draft, it's like, like maybe 10 pages, my first draft, um, the person that I had in mind to play the lead role as the farmhand, I asked him, what do you resonate with out of any of these characters? Do you feel, you know, a connection with any of them? And um, he hit the nail on the head with the one that he really felt more like he could be that person. He said he really understands this character. And I said, oh, that's great. So I kind of continued the story along that point of view with with him in mind as as that character. Um, And then uh, another lead I wrote specifically for this one actor. Uh, I wrote it for him, and I think he, you know, especially when I saw him on Saturday, he read the read the lines for the first time. I heard him say the lines, and he's he's him. He's he's my sheriff. Um, and so, getting back to the two characters that you were referring to, Faye, uh, these two, um, the and if you if you want Shari, if, if you want Shari, you can actually give a shout out to them by name. Oh, okay. Um, well, I could, sh- yeah, I could shout out their names. Russell Shirley plays the farmhand, and Carrie Ann Hunt plays uh, Constance Sawyer, who is the lead female. Then we only have one uh, person with lines here, but she, uh, she uh, kind of meets up. Uh, I actually didn't tell you much about the story. It, it, it's, um, it's about a former Marine who's the farmhand. He has special ops training, and he was hired by a bootlegging kingpin to take out a sheriff that worked for a rival operation. And he made a mistake in a moment. It caused all these lives to go out of control. Uh, He escaped and hides out on a farm, and he meets Constance Connie on the farm. And um, these two people felt like they were those, you know, these actors felt like they were these people. And I, I feel that, too. It's a very strong feeling, you know. You you can become that person. And um, I, I love it. I love watching them. I, yeah, I love watching them act out the roles, even when they, they did their audition. I think it was fantastic. And I, I believe these people really existed somewhere, somewhere in my gut. I think that um, it could have been Connie's story. It could have been Grayson's story, because Grayson is the, the farmhand. His name is Grayson Livingston. And I think it could be his story, too. It's It's just... I don't know. Some something really bad happened, and the story had to get out, and uh, I told it, and it's going to be acted out beautifully. The actors are, you know, top notch. I mean, they're they're perfect. We 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 did a photo shoot with everyone in costume, and uh, Faye, I think I sent you a a picture um, of what they look like, and <laughs> they just they, it doesn't even look like now. It looks like back then. So it, it's I, it's going to be great. I think it's it's a fun thing to do with my daughter, and. Um, I think the actors that um, are part of it are having a good time too, because you know they they can feel like they're doing something back in time, and uh, you don't get a lot a chance to go back in time to do it. So. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Every time you send me a still picture from mm-hmm. some of the cast in in costume, or even uh-huh. just from their bio shots, I can see the difference in how each actor. 
has absorbed the character that they're playing. It's absolutely wonderful how your story has found its way to connect with all of these people who were not supposedly connected prior to yeah. meeting and finding about your your story. Um, Mary, what would you like to add here? I, I just find that one of the aspects of this project is that, Shari, you're working with your daughter. That must mm-hmm. be an amazing, amazing uh, synergy of creative yeah, energy. Yeah, that's, that's a good word, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing energy. It's it's an amazing, prideful energy. It's pride. I mean, really. I'm very proud of her. I bet you are. But one of the things that comes to mind, Sherry and Faye, is that, you know, the children, they say they pick their parents. You know, there's different beliefs on that. But you both came back together because you knew each other in so many different lifetimes. You finally caught up to continue the Mm. story. And to get it out in a time frame where it would be acceptable, where somebody would listen, where somebody would hear it. So the, mm. it's not by accident or, or, or even coincidence. It was done by intention and purpose that the both of you are working together in this lifetime, mother and daughter. Other lifetimes, it could have been other, other uh, ways of doing this, but you certainly have come back with inspiration, creativity. Uh, you want to get the story out. It's, it seems to be that it's an amazing story. And I, and what strikes me is the perseverance. I think when people want to make their dreams come true, it's about the perseverance. Nothing's going to get in their way. They're going to do what they need to do because they believe in it so much that nothing can put out that fire of hope and inspiration. Back to you, Faye. I love the way you tied that together, Mary. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so really quickly, Sherry. You doubt it. Say what? Say what? I said, did you doubt that? <laughs> Not in the least, my soul diver. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Shari, real quick. I know there's some whispering about extending the farmhand and turning it into a full-length film. Does that thought excite or frighten you? Condensed version, please. <laughs> yes, Condensed yes, version. Yes, it yes, doesn't yes. frighten me. Um, I would like to see where this goes first because we, um, we're we just in the beginning stages of filming the real meat of the story. Um, from what I've done so far uh, together with everyone, it's been better than I could have imagined. So um, a feature, it, it, it could be possible. It just means more writing and getting back to uh, make the story a little bit deeper and, and, and longer and more fulfilling. And I, I think um, I have some people on board with me that express that their interests. So, yeah, it could be. Well, if, if any of our listeners are hearing this and they're intrigued by the possibility of helping this dream become an even larger reality? Shari, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, well, um, you can email me, uh, Shari, S-H-A-R-I-H-9-5, at gmail.com. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's that's, that's the only way I can think of, yeah. That, I don't that have a website works. or anything, but, yeah. 
That it could be through um, my daughter as well, Michelle Elise Harding, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-E-L-I-S-E-H-A-R-D-I-N-G, Michelle Elise Harding at gmail.com, and that's her email. Perfect. And she's she's kind of the, the boss of the whole project. I'm just I the writer. Say, she's the technical She's the technical genius, and I've been witness to Michelle's maturing and the absolute professionalism and creativity that she brings to her work. She's even gotten quite a number of awards and recognition on the the work that she's been doing. So it would be. I just want the world to know, since I'm on the air, that she is my main inspiration. I am so proud of her. She is amazing. I love it. Mary, back to you. I have just been so uh, in awe of this show today, Sherry. Thank you so much. We wish you well with this wonderful project. And um, Faye, how do people get in touch with you? Oh, let's see if I can do this properly without messing it up. (laughs) (laughs) My my emails were so long. Yours are easy. (laughs) Let's go to to my website at dot. A needed, A-K-N-E-A-D-E-D-E-S-C-A-P-E dot com. And how about you, Mary? It would be maryanswersnow at gmail.com. I thank our, our guest today, Sherry. And please, everyone, go on to have a beautiful, inspired, thank and creative you. week. And tune in, in next week to have your dreams and imaginations with Mary and Faye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.